0: Welcome to Reflections, the podcast that biblically encourages, equips, and empowers women for apostolic life and service.
1: Here's your host, Dr. Cindy Miller. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Let's Talk. And I'm excited you're here, ready to learn with me about women who lead. I do want to say before we get into a conversation with our guests that we have some great resources in the notes section so before you leave us today, make sure you check out everything that's available in the notes section. It's there for you. So with us today, I have two longtime friends, not old friends, longtime friends. No, I'm glad you two, that. Yeah, <laughs> two great leaders. Oh, I have Sister Jenny Russell. She's the executive vice president of Urshan College. In Urshan Graduate School of Theology. And we also have Sister Linda Gleason, who is the president of the United Pentecostal Church International Ladies' Ministries. So welcome. I'm so glad we could be together. And my name is Cindy Miller, and I am your host for Let's Talk and it is produced by Reflections Magazine. So I want to get started right away. You have a lot to share with us, and it's going, to, it's going to be so much fun. I hope you're going to have as much fun as I'm having with you already before we even started. I want you to just take a moment and share a little bit about your current position, what you do, and any of the life experiences that you've had that you feel like it led to this moment, And prepared you for what you're doing now.
0: Sister Gleason, I'll let you go first.
2: Well, I have to say that when I first began with Ladies Ministries, I really did not even know what it was. I was voted in, in 1974, I was voted in as Ladies Secretary in Oregon, Mm -hmm. and I had a wonderful president, and she trained me well, worked with her for 16 years, and then when she passed away, uh, they voted me in as the president. And I loved Ladies Ministries. I became passionate about it immediately. I loved everything that we, we did, the conferences and the work and the general conference meetings. It was, it was a lot of fun. But I never dreamed that it would ever be more. I loved being in Oregon and being with my committee there. Uh, when Sister Oaks approached me about the possibility of taking Ladies Secretary nationally, it was very overwhelming. And um, I think I shared with you before mm-hmm. how I, I just felt so unqualified for that. I mean, I live on the West Coast, the edge of the edge of the world, you know. <laughs> <Feels> and <like. laughs> so, I at a general conference, I was just really burdened with that. I wanted to make the right decision. My husband was uh, okay with whatever I decided. So I went to the prayer room and I was just crying out to the Lord and saying, "God, I don't want to take something." That I can't do a good job, that I can't uh, you know, do what needs to be done. And Sister Vesta Manga, of course, we all love and know Sister Sister Manga, and she came into the prayer room about the time that I was getting ready to leave, and she just stopped me. She said, Girl, you can do this. Wow. So it was my confirmation yeah. that that the Lord really was directing my steps that way. And we, we went from that to ladies ministry's president, and I do love it. I love it. Deeply. I
0: remember when they voted you in. Yes, you know, yes. Was it
2: was thing. it was overwhelming, but on the other hand, I felt like it was the right thing. I felt like God had had brought me to that point and so I just said, "God, you help me and I'll mm-hmm. just do How what I can." How long have you been in? Um I was the national secretary for 11 years and I this is my 8th year as president on a national level.
0: Yes, and I, every time I go in to present, and you were always in there, so I, I've, you've always been <laughs> I've <a part.
2: laughs> always been there, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
0: did not know that story. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah,
1: Well, you have to have confirmation when you're taking on something, something huge that, and something yeah. so different. Yeah. But I like what you said, because, because it comes up a lot. Women are starting you know, to have these conversations about leadership, and you'll hear, well, how do I get started? And really, you just took on something that you loved, that you cared about, mm-hmm. even though you didn't know a lot about it. And I do think part of it is sometimes we just yeah. need to get involved, find a place, yes. and get involved. Don't right. wait to always be asked to take a, the top position or be the be the leader. Right? You know, just really become involved. Yeah. Jenny, tell us a little bit about
0: your story. Well, that piggybacking off of that, um, I've always felt like I've been involved at Urshan, UGST uh, since its inception, and I started at. So how long have yeah. you
1: been here? Well,
0: I've because been, I've been here like twenty. Yeah. Two years. And I've been here about 20 (laughs) off and on because I came into UGST as the admissions director Mm -hmm. uh, in 2002. And then then, um, we went to start a home missions church and I came back again. Well, I've been here three or four times, Mm -hmm. but it's because I really loved the school and had such a passion for training the next generation. So I've been the admissions director I've been the distance learning director, I've been the registrar, um, I helped out with IT even, mm-hmm. because we were a small school. So when um, I came back, we were gonna go on the mission field, and um, we came back in 2013, uh, so Kent was going to school to UGST, and we, he wanted to uh, be able to feel better equipped to go overseas and start a, a, a Bible school. And I was just along for the ride at that point. I'd been in every little position I could do at the school, and I loved it. But um, some things happened at the school, and Brother Bernard called me and asked me if I would take the uh, executive vice president's position. And I think it's a common thing theme sometimes for us. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel I was equipped. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just didn't feel like, what can I do that so many seasoned administrators and men were there doing. Uh, so I I talked to Kent and um, we prayed about it and uh, just felt like it was the right thing to do. Uh, so I, I really feel that, um, as you said, the door opens up and you just need to walk through it right. sometimes. Right. Um, and not fear because God, it's God's confidence It's not our confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think my previous experience working in administration, I I had worked at a university before coming there, um, and we'd done some different ministry um, opportunities overseas, home, and then I became a counselor. So I feel like all of those things sort of helped prepare me to do what I'm doing now. Yeah, I think it is kind of an
1: ongoing story. Mm -hmm. So all of us are saying we just did the next thing. Yeah. And then we just did the next thing. Yeah. And sometimes I think if you just do the next thing, it's not so overwhelming. Because if years and years prior to that, oh. somebody said, oh, you're going to do this job, mm-hmm. you know, we might have all run from right. oh, what no. God intended. But because it was just the next thing, the next step,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was doable. It felt manageable. Yes. So let's talk about a definition, your working definition of leadership, um, because leadership isn't necessarily an appointed position. It's it's a way of being in in a place and in in a position. Yes, but it's also a way of living your life. Mm-hmm. And some define leadership as um, inspiring others or guiding, motivating. Um, do you have a working definition, either one of you, for leadership or how you define your leadership?
2: Um, I I think empowerment is when I, I feel like that's what happened for me. People I respected and honored and I worked with. Um, they, they believed in me and when I didn't believe in myself, and it kind of gave me the courage to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel I want to work with other people to give them the courage to step mm-hmm. out and do what, you know we feel. and even if they're intimidated, it's like, okay, you can do this with God. All things are possible. And so you just step out, and they get to do it. And I think it builds confidence. Yes. So I, Investing
0: in other women. Investing
2: in yeah. other, mm-hmm. other women.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good word. I, when you talk about in a, a leadership, I think leadership is influence, mm-hmm. n- not a position. It's It's taking people along the journey with you. So for me, leadership is about serving others, investing in others, and um, trying to just be an influence um, to go from project to project or goal to goal, but to uh, empower them, as you said, Mm -hmm. but to just, I think, serving others. I think a lot of my leadership style is serving others, um, making sure that they have what they need to keep going. um, So it's it's kind of like what
1: I'm hearing you both say is, there's the job I do, and then there's the way I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so we have this job description, but each individual brings to it a way of viewing it, a way of doing it. Yeah. So I'm going to read this. Uh, it's a quote by Beth Revis, and she's describing a great leader. Power isn't control at all. Power is strength and giving that strength to others. Mm. A leader isn't someone who forces others to make her stronger. A leader is someone willing to give her strength to others that they may have the strength to stand on their own. I love that. Yeah, I Beautiful. think I think it's yeah. really good, and it's kind of summing up what you both have been saying. So I want to move quickly because we don't have a lot of time to uh, maybe the awkward question in the room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. There's I know. So <laughs> no, I know. We're friends. We have it, we're friends. It's good. So, both of you work in these male dominated environments where you're the numerical minority, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, Linda, you're in ladies' ministries, and people might get the wrong idea, but that you only work with women, but you actually sit on the general board of the United Pentecostal Church. Yes. Isn't that correct? You're a general board member. And uh, the only woman in the room?
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, so. Uh, the secretaries are at the back behind the curtain. Oh,
1: the secretaries <laughs> are in the back behind the curtains. Okay, I've been corrected. Uh, and Jenny, you have a lot of experience of being the only woman in the room. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, what does it feel like to be the only woman in the room? And what is it, as a woman, that you feel like I'm a good addition to this team because God put me here because I am a woman. Like, he knew he was picking a woman for this job. What makes it doable? What makes it, um, you know, feel rewarding for you?
2: Well, I. it was actually a surprise when that happened because it, it's the first time in history that a woman has said on the general board, mm-hmm. which was a tremendous honor mm-hmm. for me. And when I first walked in, the very first meeting, I have to say, I was a little nervous. But um, the district superintendents, the general board, they're they're so kind and uh, very respectful. And they know what Ladies Ministries is doing, and they appreciate what Ladies Mm -hmm. Ministries is doing with our allocations. And so I felt very honored to be Mm -hmm. there. And I love listening to them as they're making their decisions Uh, they're very uh intentional about making the correct decision it has given me a broader view of our organization and how safe we are because uh they they don't make a decision Mm -hmm. uh quickly they they uh, they try to explore every aspect of it and it has really uh Broaden my vision on my leaders and built my confidence in my leaders. Not that I was not confident before, but mm-hmm. I just have such respect for how they are leading us. So it's been a great experience.
0: I love that. Um, and I've always appreciated now that you're in the room, when I go to present the, to the general board, I, I always look over there. Yeah, to the to you have a face. Yeah, yeah I'm so going to find cool. the friendly face yeah. in the room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've always loved that. Um, I think one of the things I love about um, working with the people I do, as it, like you said, the, they are the majority um, men in the room. But I, I think what I appreciated is that I feel valued. Mm-hmm. I, I've always felt encouraged by um, the leadership in the room. Um, it's kind of intimidating to go mm-hmm. into those rooms, and um, there there's so m- many experiences that they have to offer Mm -hmm. and so you come into the room thinking okay what do I have to offer Mm -hmm. and they have always made uh, at least I feel like made me feel that I had something important to say Um, and I I do credit Brother Bernard for a lot of that because I worked with him for the first you know 12 to 13 years Um, and he always trained me up not I think as a female but as a leader mm-hmm. so when I came on board uh, to run day to day he had me in every meeting no no matter how hard the meeting was he wanted me to see how he was doing those types of meetings and so it, so it helped build some confidence in me this is how he would handle it mm-hmm. and um, I, I really felt that we always were encouraged to be ourselves as females but that they were investing in us as well, mm-hmm. so I, I've I've always felt really. Com- I think like you that's say, sister, awesome. yeah, Gleason. That it's it's uh, we have wonderful the, leaders. We do. We, we have, have a great wonderful team. leaders. Yeah. Well, there's no horror stories at the table, so that's good. <laughs> but, but let me throw this back out, Cindy. You um, are the only female uh, faculty faculty member at yeah. UGST, mm-hmm. and. Your senior faculty, how is it for you? You're in a room full of, of professors that well, uh, are male.
1: fortunately I work I work with some really great guys mm-hmm. you know, and they've become like brothers to me. so when when I walk into faculty, I uh, meeting uh, for any reason, I don't feel like, oh I'm the only woman. Right, right. nobody cares. I feel like I'm valued, I'm respected I, I feel like, there is a place for me to open my mouth and speak. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I feel like I have a responsibility mm-hmm. to, to speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes if we're intimidated, we silence ourselves. Yeah. And I think one of the phrases I've heard you use before, these conversations we have in our head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where we tell ourselves stories that mm-hmm. aren't even true. Like, right. oh, I you know, I'm the only woman. I don't want to be perceived wrong. I don't want them. Uh, to think I'm just an emotional female when really we're bringing our passion yeah. and our calling to the table and something that's very meaningful to us. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I do know, though, that there are women who do not have this. Right. You know w- yes. we we seem to have a great group. we're we're just in, you know, circled by some really great people. But that's not everybody's story. No. And so what would you say to women? that they're saying, you know, in my workplace, in my uh, leadership, say it's even church leadership, if you feel intimidated, what what would you say to women
0: who are numerical minorities?
1: Go ahead. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the first thing I I think I would say is that you can't allow yourself to get in your head, and you can't allow yourself to become offended. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you're in that room and or working with people and you have perception of what you feel that that they're responding to. And that may not be true. So if you're working and I have, I I mean, I I worked at when I worked at the university, um, there were some that it wasn't always the best working environment. I think that you have to make sure you're not inside your head. Um, sometimes when you're in a working environment, whether you're a male or a female, mm-hmm. uh, you can get in your head. And so you can get easily offended mm-hmm. by things that are happening in the room and it really might have nothing to do and with you. And it may you. not even be real. It, yes. Right. And so I think if you have some of those environments that you're talking about, step back a little bit um, and look at it and see what's going on. Is it is it the person that you're mm-hmm. working with? Is, is it really um the whole group or mm-hmm. is it just maybe a, a particular person that you're working mm-hmm. with so i think we have to not get in our head and we have to um not get really easily offended
2: right right and That's, i think yeah. i think you need to have the confidence that you know who you are yes mm-hmm. and you know what you have to offer and so just st- stick yeah. with that right and there are the personality thing i think can get into that because some personalities clash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but you just you have to keep your calm. Yeah. And just keep your dignity. Yeah.
1: And really thinking about that is is really the idea that I wouldn't be in this room but someone invited me in. Right. You know, yes. I'm in here because I was yeah. either hired to do the job or invited into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Somebody believes I have something to say, something to give and yeah. that may have to be the starting point, you mm-hmm. know, that you go into even even if you feel intimidated in the room and how many times I felt intimidated, but you know, I I hope I didn't show it. You know, I just put on that brave front and uh, maybe, maybe they thought I was, but most of the time I don't think people really know when we're not feeling our most comfortable unless we let that get a hold of us. Right. So I want to talk about work environments and uh, I know, you know, we, we don't uh, necessarily have to name names, but, um, you know, people are people everywhere. Mm -hmm. So whether you're in a church environment or you're on a campus environment or some, you know, tech company or wherever, a hospital, wherever, an engineering company, it doesn't matter. Um, People have bad days. People can be difficult, kind of like personalities, Mm -hmm. like you said, Linda, they kind of clash. Mm -hmm. They have agendas. Some people are ambitious. Some people Mm -hmm. think you're ambitious. Um, And so I want to talk about this for a minute. How do you take the high road uh, in a situation when others are choosing to go low?
2: Well, I think we all have to remember that we're Christians. Yeah. And I feel like that when people are acting in a way that is unchristian, even Christians who act in a way that's unchristian, you still have to be what you are. Right. Kindness, yes. uh, trying to love people, trying to understand people, mm-hmm. and recognizing that people do have ups and downs and bad days. Mm-hmm. And uh, people can be vindictive, and people can really try to hurt. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that God gives us grace, and we need to give grace. He he's patient with us, so we need to try to be patient with people. And that doesn't mean that I've always followed that. <laughs> There've been times that you know you just kind of lose it. But um, I I feel like God does give us the strength. That's
1: it's the goal, right? It's, it's the, goal. the goal. It's the yeah. goal.
2: And it's you know it's what we always are asking God. God help me to have the right attitude and the right spirit and not be yeah. offended. You were talking about being offended. Yeah. We just refuse. Offense, I think, is a choice.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why so, I was going to say yeah. we we don't we can't help what they do. Right. But we can control our response. That's right. And so, when if someone's having a bad day, or if someone comes in a little bit cranky, as you said earlier, um, I what I try to do is I, I always try to think, okay, what's going on with them? Yeah. Because this is not them. I want to always, you know, the Bible says. You know, we should think on these things. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever things are good. Yes. Um, And so when I'm when I'm working with people, I think my thing is I I love I love people by nature. Mm -hmm. And so when when someone's having a bad day or if it's a bad situation, I'm just looking at them, thinking, okay, something's going on. This is not who they are. And I think that tempers my -hmm. responses a lot of Mm -hmm. time. I mean, I'm going to step back and temper my response. From that as a leader. And, and I think
1: too, we have the advantage because we can pray about it. Yes, absolutely. you know, we can, and, and everyone, what not just if you work in a Christian environment, but we all can pray about something's mm-hmm. going on, Lord, at work. Yeah. And I don't know how to handle it because he said, if you lack wisdom, ask, you right. know, and he's going to help us and he intervenes. But I think sometimes not only... First, it starts internal. That give grace, be aware, don't be offended, mm-hmm. be aware of, of their lives. But I think sometimes he gives us the courage and the words to confront, mm-hmm. to say, you know what, things are not well between us, mm-hmm. and what's going on, or or whatever, however the conversation needs to go. But sometimes there there will be a need for hard conversations, mm-hmm. you know, to say. Yeah. We can't keep working together and be a team yeah. when we have this tension between us, you know. And I do think prayer first, you know. Right. And then there's always going to be people who want your job, right? So, you know, and there are some days I've I, I mean, I had somebody walk in one day in my office and they're like, I want your job. And, and you know, I was kind of startled. But then... A few weeks later, I was in my office, and I was thinking, "Oh, come and get, come and get it."
2: <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Welcome.
1: <laughs> okay, I, here you go. Here's my job. So, I mean, we have to have a sense of humor. I yes. think being able to laugh about some things, oh, yeah. you know, letting it, definitely. letting it all go. Mm-hmm.
0: But sometimes we have to speak up. Right. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think sometimes as women. Um, we're sometimes hesitant to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's personality types, and I, I, mean, I'm, I know I don't want to box everybody in, but I do think by nature we don't want to do that, but it's important to have healthy working right. relationships. You've got to be able to uh, speak the truth in love.
1: Yeah, so. and we think, well, it's being a woman and also being Christian, mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be a good Christian, and I don't want to be perceived as being an aggressive woman, but there is a way to have really difficult conversations, speaking truth and love, as yeah. the Bible gives us permission. Yeah. But sometimes they just have to be, it has to be had, it has to be said, right?
2: Chocolate helps. Chocolate? Oh. <laughs> yeah, True. you're the gift giver. Oh, my goodness.
1: Like, Where is it, Linda? Where's the chocolate yeah. on this table? Well, like, <laughs> am I missing something here? I don't see you know, it. I did, I... Every meeting I'm in with you, you're bringing gifts. Um. Oh, dear. I'm going to be in that I've, meeting tomorrow.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we know. We know what's coming tomorrow. So one of the things that I hear outside of just women who lead, just in general, is the importance of a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, do you feel like you've had mentors in your life? And what was the value? Or did you not have a mentor and
0: you feel the loss? Interesting question.
2: Mm. Oh, I think there's been a lot of people in my life who have influenced me, Mm -hmm. some from afar, Mm -hmm. but um, even some of my mentors. I I had a job when I was in Bible college Mm -hmm. in a very wealthy home, and I believe that that lovely Catholic lady was a mentor to me. She taught me hospitality, graciousness, elegance in, Mm -hmm. in serving. It was, a, it was a beautiful lesson. I, I many times have thought back that God orchestrated that job for me mm. because when my husband was in leadership, I used a lot of the things that she taught me. But in godly women, I have a pastor's wife in Oregon who when I was very, very young, she spoke into my life and she became like my mother in the mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she influenced my life. I don't know if I could be what I am right now without her influence. But even from afar, like our general superintendents' wives, uh, all the way back to uh, Sister Chambers, I remember just observing them in different situations. They they influenced my life and mentored me from afar is the way. So maybe I role, way. Models. Role, mentors, yes, yes. role models. You had mentors and role models. I I don't think I ever tried to specifically say, this is my mentor Mm -hmm. type thing, but um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely people in my life now that I look back that they they influenced me strongly and made me a better person. You can definitely see the thumbprint on you.
0: I love that. I do think that the importance of mentors is um, something that has influenced me as well. Um, and I don't feel like I've had just like one mentor. I'm like you. I feel like I've had several different types of mentors mm-hmm. because um, I think in ministry and I think in, in just working in the secular environment and then working here, um, paired church work, um, I've had different people come into my life at different times uh, that mentored me in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm Brother Bernard, for all those years, mentored me administratively and... Probably people ish people ways, um, and then the global mission missionaries. I mean, I spent a lot of my mm-hmm. early years on the on the foreign field, like mm-hmm. you did, Cindy, mm-hmm. and um, I had such the privilege of having some of those missionary wives mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, so, and of course, Sister Trout. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, she's yes. awesome. yeah! You can't. Oh my goodness! Do this without speaking about Sister Trout. So, um, I think that. Having mentors and different types of mentors is, mm-hmm. are important mm-hmm. um, because they all bring a different take to to your life, mm-hmm. and I, I believe that it's just a, it's important to just have that variety. I, I think variety because in different seasons of
1: life, we need different yeah. types that's of input. True. Yeah. Right, and and I think for women to really be able to say, "I have mentors," that's great but we all have role models. So even yeah. if you don't say, this is my mentor, yeah. you can definitely be looking around and say, you know, there's just something about Jenny Russell, I like the way she handles that, I like the way she does that, she's my role model. I love Sister Linda Gleason, she brings this to my life. Yeah. So we're not out there all by ourselves. You know, no. we have people, mm-hmm. they're available. Um, but if you were going to advise someone on how to find a mentor, so, so here's, oh. I guess here's what I'm really trying to say is, I think people want mentors, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody says we need them and we want them. Right. But as a person that I've been asked, would you be my mentor? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I can't adopt you. You know, I can't. You can't travel <laughs> with me around the world and me pay your way. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the what does it really mean to mentor someone? And when someone is saying, I want you to be my mentor, having having an understanding of what that relationship would be. Does that make sense, what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, I feel like that if, if you're looking to find somebody, number one, you have to find somebody that you honor and respect and somebody that you can trust because you're going to be talking personal things with them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a lot of times I, I know that as a pastor's wife for all those years, there were certain pastor's wives that we could, we, we probably mentored each other. It wasn't necessarily one trying to mentor the other, but, Mm -hmm. but we shared things and we, we wept together. We prayed together. We encouraged one another Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think if a young person is looking, look for somebody that, that you can trust, that you respect, that you honor, that is a a, a person that is spiritually minded and mm-hmm. the word of God is important to them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of yeah. where I came from as, as a young minister's wife.
0: And I would piggyback off of that to say, yes, I think it's important to... Uh, if you're looking for a mentor, you want to find somebody that's safe. I, I totally safe. agree with that. Yes. And I would probably add to that, look, look for people that um, maybe are doing the things that you want to do mm-hmm. um, and you know that are the same passions that you have because they're the people already doing it. And so when if, if they're doing it, I want to learn from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say, like you said, expectations, it's mm-hmm. so important to me. If someone comes in my office, a lot of times I'm going to say, what's your expectation of this relationship? Mm-hmm. Because m- I think mentoring just doesn't, it's not black and white. No. It, right. it looks so different with different people. It's relationships. And it's relationships. Yeah. So what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't tell me this, I'm not going to fulfill that. And you're going to have these expectations that weren't met and you're going to be disappointed. So if I know what you're looking for, I can help provide that or I need to Maybe hey, here's Sister Gleason mm-hmm. is so much better than that <laughs> oh. <laughs> And so I would send them to Sister Gleason. Are you? Um, but I think expect- having expectations, uh-huh. spoken expectations, and um, just looking for like-mindedness, some, some safety, uh, those are things that mm-hmm. I would also say would be great for me. So
1: if Linda starts getting a lot of phone calls yep. next week, we're going to know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yes. coming from your office, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we're we're almost out of time. So I want to kind of wrap this up with some thoughts of, as far as women in leadership, women who you, you're leading, you have jobs, careers in leadership. but you're also in ministry. You're ministry, women, mm-hmm. your wives, you have family life. Let's talk a little bit about how you balance everything. What, what does that look like in a busy woman's life? Wow. How, how, do, you, how do you hold such? demanding positions balancing budgets and handling a lot of people issues and you know it's not easy because this is international and then you know like across the board not only do you have the school but you have the accredita- accreditation agencies and all the peripheral people as well so what do you do for self-care for balancing how do you not have ulcers over you know <laughs> not having enough
0: time and money to go around talk to us a little bit about that
2: Go ahead, Jenny.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I think when you talk about balance and self-care, I, I think you can't do this job. For me, I couldn't do this job without my husband. Because um, right. we're a team. We've mm-hmm. always been a ministry team. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the – we didn't talk about this, but I, I think I I'll throw this in here. One of the misconceptions about women in leadership is that uh, – that maybe we are not uh, submissive or we have <laughs> issues know. with authority. And that's just really not true. No, so, no, that's you not know, true. Right. And so um, Kent is um, my ministry partner, but he's, al- he's also the lead- leader in my home. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do this without him, first of all, because he helps the balance. Um, he helps at home. Um, and so I would say self-care-wise that... I haven't always done good with this. And maybe you guys, if we're just being transparent, (laughs) I have not always been good about this. And so I remember during accreditation times, I was literally working 60 hours and 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. I would come home and have to take care of things. And we'd have dinner, spend some time with my husband. But I was up till like midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. You know what? The world would have went on without me if I hadn't (laughs) done all that work. But I felt like I had to get some stuff done. Yeah. And so I really realized that I was not setting boundaries. I was not taking care of myself. Yeah. So, first of all, I would say you have to take a step back and you better know yourself. I think a lot of self awareness here. Right. And because right. um, if you're not self aware and you are not taking care of yourself, it's going to bleed out all over everybody.
1: Yeah. I get, mean, it people. gets
0: really ugly. It yes. gets at mm-hmm. home and at work. The way you would have responded is, not the way you would respond because you are burnt out. Right. So I would say you need to be self-aware. Um, take some time to be sure that take the super cape off. You are not Superwoman. You are just human. <laughs> yeah. um, and the so, world will keep turning if yes. you stop for twenty minutes. Yeah. Right. So yeah. and, and surround yourself with good team. Mm-hmm. I, I have such a great team uh, that work with me. Right. Uh, so everything we do, it's not because I do it it's because I have such a great team that work with me. Mm-hmm. So um, so balance, self-care, taking care of yourself, making sure that you're getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, eating right, mm,
2: diet, mm. Coke. <laughs> take, take more I'll vitamins, more vitamins. <laughs> yeah, so that's a little bit. I think. Yeah,
0: really I good.
2: think. I think. I agree with you. Like my husband and I are a ministry team. Yeah. We've always so been important. everything mm. that he ever did. I was involved in. Yes, and he's probably been the most involved male in the ladies' ministries <laughs> yeah, of yeah. any <laughs> person that has ever lived. But that's we've just always been a team. Yeah. And the other thing is that. I never do anything without running it by him. Like, yes. I, I always am sure that he's... Because he's not only my leader, but he's also my spiritual protection, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the, my covering. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I never will take on any kind of a responsibility without his him okaying it. And I think about self-care, you do have to take care of your health. Like therapy, what is therapy for each person? It's different. Mm -hmm. For me, it's my backyard. I mean, I love to go out, just get my hands in dirt and Mm -hmm. uh, weed the flowers and that type of thing. And so when I'm really stressed out, that is kind of therapeutic. Shopping is therapeutic for me. I, <laughs> I enjoy giving. shopping. And my husband will, whenever he sees I'm so, he said, Let me take you, let me take you. And he hates shopping. Mm-hmm. So he takes me someplace and then he just either walks in a big store or is in the van, uh, whatever. But the other thing I think is taking care of yourself health wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do, we both do try to, to take supplements to, to be healthy and stay strong and rest. I I have to get, I, I think you have to get rest. Um, it, it is, it's it's a hard thing to do, to balance it all. I remember, cause I, when my family was all together, I've two of my kids have moved now, so it's not quite the same as it was, you know, the last several years. But I always tried to do Sunday dinner because I had little kids, grandkids, they can't do a restaurant, they're going to get upset. Their parents are going to get So I always tried to do Sunday dinner. Well, if I was traveling at a ladies conference, I mean, we were at conference Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. I'm coming home late Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I was coming home and I was in the Chicago airport and I was totally exhausted. And so I sent an email to my family. We are on the thread, the Gigi clan thread. I said, guys, don't count on Sunday dinner tomorrow. <laughs> Superwoman got lost in the Chicago airport.
1: <laughs> I love it. And
2: so, but you know, when you see that you're at the end of your rope, yeah, then you have to step back and say, "Okay, I have got to rest." Sometimes, you know, just go to bed and sleep a long time. And then I think the other thing too is just um, talking to God about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, God, you've got to help me this right. this situation. And the Lord kind of. If if I if I'm staying in tune yeah. with the Lord and yeah. getting my strength from Him, right. He kind of helps me to direct yeah. what I'm trying to do in ministry for Him. Yeah,
0: I think that's so true. Mm-hmm. In the if if you start your day yes with Him yes, it just makes the whole day better. No matter what's going to happen, that's right. Because you have you have started your day. Started it right. My and, voice mm-hmm. shalt thou hear in the morning. Yeah, I love that. And I think. Yeah. That brings the strength that you it's that you don't have it normally. Yeah. But I I would also say Cindy because I know you're talking to an audience here that talking to somebody that's in a season that you you are juggling all these balls. Mm-hmm. You maybe you have little kids at home and mm-hmm. you're working and you're you're in charge. Of them. So you feel the weight mm-hmm. not only at work but at home because as wives or women who nurture people we we take on those responsibilities right. and so. I want to tell somebody today it's okay that you're not everything to everybody. Absolutely. Because you can't be Absolutely. that That's all the right. time. That's so right. Step back. They, they are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some space. Uh, it's like the oxygen mask coming down. Put it on first, then take care of somebody. It's okay. And just know that God's going to help you. Right. But you also have to make sure that you are everything that god needs you to be so that you can do it for somebody else right and sometimes opportunities
1: come around again yeah. you know so we can say no at times you know sometimes we yeah. we may feel like oh they're asking me and if i don't say yes i'll right. never get this opportunity again and that's not necessarily true maybe down the road we would do a better job if we just waited and, and had a better season or in a
0: better season for it. I love that. That's, That's good. Seasons yeah.
2: seasons yeah. come and go. Yeah, yes. they and do. And when, you know, four kids, when they were little, there was more concentration mm-hmm. on the children. I still did ministry. I never abandoned that. Yeah. But once they were grown, it gave me more time for some of the things – that I add it to my life. Um, but it's not always gonna be the same season. I'm in a new season now with mm-hmm. some of my children gone. So mm-hmm. things have switched around a little bit. I'm doing things a little bit differently, but it's all good. It's just a different season.
1: And that's kind of exciting. You know, we always have something more to look forward yeah. to. So yeah, you know, that's a good thing. Well, as much as I hate to bring this conversation <laughs> to a close, we're almost out of time. And I want to share this with you. John Quincy Adams said, if your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are an excellent leader. And I think that describes both of you. You are inspirational. You are just doing amazing work for the Lord and taking so many of us on this journey with you. And I appreciate that about you. Uh, I just want to thank you, the viewer, for joining us today. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, sharing with us the way we have enjoyed sharing with you. We wish you were at the table with us. Yes. Um, I hope you subscribe to Reflections magazine already, but if you don't, please do so. You're going to love the magazine has just, it's just chock full of great information for apostolic women. And it's also a great resource to share with others in your neighborhood and and help them learn more about who we are, who you are Uh, for this issue. Um, We interviewed some amazing apostolic women who are in workplaces across the nation, all kinds of different workplace environments, and they shared some insight on what is it like to be an apostolic woman in a corporate environment and how people perceive them and how they find that balance in presenting who they are as apostolic women. And so I think you're going to enjoy their responses to that, what it's like to bring apostolic culture to their culture. And in this last few seconds, I also want to ask you if you would do us a huge favor. If you've enjoyed today, I want you to go to the comment section, the like button, uh, the subscribe. And I want you just to do it all and make sure that you're connected with us in every way that you can uh, so that... um, we can stay in touch, and we can have more time together. So make sure you do that before you leave your computer or wherever you're viewing this. Do that then. Remember the resources in the notes section. And our next issue, we're going to be talking about the healing path for adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse, and you're going to want to be part of that. So until awesome. next time, God bless. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Jenny, thank well, you thank so you much. Gosh. It was fun. It was fun.